good. Uh, welcome to JFabe. <laughs> it's a pirate theme, JFabe. JFabe because of WrestleMania. Yeah, Fabe. Um, Jay. Yeah, WrestleMania happened. It's Wednesday. It's the 14th of April. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Any thoughts? WrestleMania. Night one was better. Surprisingly. <laughs> that was actually a surprise. So we, we did our predictions show, which I'm sure you've found at anchor.fm forward slash jfape, um, or on YouTube, or on Twitch TV, or on iTunes, or on Google Play, or on or on Spotify. There's no excuse, is what I'm saying, internet. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, all of the casts. Um, all of them. We've got there's so many casts we may as well be India, right? Um So yeah <laughs> Can I say that? Yes. I, I said it. Yeah. I think um, so. Well if Chris it, Jericho yeah. said yeah. it. Yeah. If Chris like. if Chris Jericho said said you know, compared be fine. Yeah. Be he fine. compared WCW yeah. to the casts in the system in India, so you know, I'm sure it's the same thing. We're going to be talking about Chris Jericho's appearance on the Broken School Sessions. We're going to be talking about night one and two of WrestleMania. I am joined by Jay. Jay is at I am not a robot, where the O's are zeros, but only in the word robot on Twitter. I am at not a time juke, um, and I am also Schmup Yours on Twitch TV. Last night I managed to do a one credit clear of Dodon Patchy yeah, really. Die for Katsu on Novice. So yeah, yeah, quite liked it. Um, I, I, everyone, everyone clapped. When I when I completed Dive Katsu um, on novice mode um, with one credit, so yeah, um, and of course, nice. Nice. yeah, 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 it's pretty, pretty, pretty excessive. You can watch it on Schmup Yours right now. I, I nearly cry with happiness. I've been playing that game nine years. It's like my first major ni- milestone. It's not an easy game, is what I'm saying. Um, so night one, we of course had the main event of Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, but we're also going to be talking about everything else. I'm going to get the card up on Wikipedia, which I really should have done before. While I do that, please listen to the great sounds of Gangplank Galleon from the game Donkey Kong Country 2, because we are on Twitch. I am going with game themes because I know they won't get me banned. So that's nice. Um, no more Doctor Who soundtracks for us. Murray Gold must be really happy that I'm not stealing his music anymore. WrestleMania. WrestleMania 37 it was. Although they just call it WrestleMania now. Jay, what's your thoughts on this this need to call <laughs> WrestleMania without a number? Well, it's definitely 37. They can't hide the fact there's a WrestleMania every year. I mean, let's think about it. Just one second. Just add more nights. Night 3, night 4. Well, they've already done that. They've already done that because they've added another WrestleMania pay-per-view this year with WrestleMania Backlash. Did you notice that? Oh yeah, no, they I did. they have indeed and called. Banks now in June instead of May this year, so they push it back to June on a normal spot. That's interesting. I think there's obviously something going on with Peacock there. Probably just Peacock being all like, hey, let's be evil and fuck with wrestling and make it worse. As everything new that happens in WWE inevitably is assumed to be by the internet wrestling community. We will be ignoring the internet wrestling community today and just cuds it unless you decide to sign on to Twitch and just talk to us. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the 
I'm going to talk about the wrestling, though. I'm going to let Jay talk about the wrestling. Um, Bobby Lashley, with MVP, started off the night, night one. Drew McIntyre, singles match, WWE Championship, 18 minutes, 20 seconds. Jay, get us started while I take some code code on to calm down my excitement. <laughs> well, quite excited. Match one, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Bobby Lashley going as champion. No idea why I'm so excited. <laughs> I, it's um, re- I was wrestling. surprised this match actually went longer than it did. I know it's going to be a four-hour show, but I only expected it to be about, what, 15 minutes long? And I always suspect Drew McIntyre's come out as the champion. But Bobby Lashley winning is really solidifying himself within the championship picture obviously as it's the champion and actually carrying it forward with him which is great because I love Bobby Lashley so why would they not do that? Right? No this is true this is true um, I mean I heard uh, there was a rumour that some of the matches were changed on the night by Vince McMahon and some of the results it wouldn't surprise me if this was one of them although I'm not quite sure to what end um, everyone I know who has in the past advocated Bobby Lashley to me and you'll know that on this show myself or other versions of me who are also me um, that gets really confusing but it's a nod to the long term fans Um, we've always said I don't like Bobby Lashley because I think he's about as interesting as a peanut butter sandwich that somebody's trod in but when people have said to me, I think it's a good move to keep him up with the belt, I now understand why. Because this was a this was a really good match from Bobby Lashley. This was the Bobby Lashley that people have been I've telling me exists. Yeah. What I've been telling you, this is this is it. And this is, this is what this, I saw in Impact in TNA. This mm, is the guy. Mm, this this I am now enjoying. Um and I am interested in Bobby Lash. I saw shades of it when he broke out the um when he first started with the um with the um Full Nelson as his finisher. Um or what do they call the it? The Hurt Lock. The Hurt Lock, yes. When he first started with the Hurt Lock, um I kind of saw shades of it with how it was being built, but most of the heavy lifting there was done by MVP and the commentary team, um, as well as his opponents, well, but say heavy lifting. He didn't really base anything, but anything well, good anyway. But yeah, that's that. I think I think the way that that was gotten over by a team effort. It was a team effort to get the hurt lock over, right? Um, but Bobby Lashley got himself over during that match. Um, I feel I feel that we really should have mentioned how WrestleMania started, but I'm going to I'm going to skip back to that. I just immediately thought right start with the first match because there's there's like 50 of the damn things um, <laughs> all in all um, 18 minutes do you feel that this was a match that was it was it well placed um, the first match of the year in front of fans the first match in over 365 days in front of WWE Universe um Start of WrestleMania weekend, possibly the most watched WrestleMania weekend um, in modern history due to the pandemic. It's like yes and no. Okay. Yes, because obviously it would be there to get the crowd hyped, even though they were still piping in crowd noises due to the lack of fans. Obviously, there's only about 11,000 people on the first night. Hmm. Um, but on the other side, it was like. 
the match is so good, why not have it further up the card? Why not have it before the main event to have a co-main event out of it instead of having it right at the beginning? I mean, they could have easily had Cesaro versus Seth Rollins at the start and, uh, and built the crowd that way quite yeah. easily. That's fair. Um, I mean, I think it was obvious that I think with these two-night deals and I think we're seeing this... Um, I think we're certainly seeing this moving forward with um, NXT and similar. The idea is really to have the main event be um, one women's match and one men's match. Um, and I think I think ultimately that's the way the WWE's business model is going. Um, I think they need to spend more time yeah. building their main roster females. Um, I think it's a shame that the first... Well, I think it's a shame that in that system the men who are always going to be the main event of whichever night the men get are always going to be the ones who are facing Roman Reigns. Um, uh, that's a bit predictable, and I think that's a shame. Um, I just, when I think about it, I honestly can't think of a better match to start this off. Um, but who is the main draw in WWE right now if it's not Roman Reigns? Well, Exactly. Who is it? Um, I don't know. I think I think WWE are in a position where no one person is drawing WWE at the moment, um, and I think that th- that happens sometimes in WWE. Obviously, the Attitude Era was a great example. Um, sure, it started off with Stone Cold Steve Austin, but um, later on, it became the product itself. And I think WWE is going to see a revival where there is no one man drawing it. Um, which is which is the position that they wanted pre-pandemic, right? To some degree, because why else would they oh, throw yeah. so much so much effort uh, after um, you know a dead horse like Roman Reigns as a face? Um, but I can see. I think you're right. I think long term, Roman Reigns is going to be as big as John Cena. He's going to be as big as The Rock potentially. But he needed this this heel turn to do that. He did. He did. Um, Drew McIntyre, where to? Where to from now? Uh, well, Ross really happens. He's the number one contender again. He is the number one contender. So, looks like that's going to be going into WrestleMania Backlash. Yeah, it is. So, WrestleMania yeah. Backlash. That's going to be interesting. Um, it's, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, WrestleMania ba- WrestleMania rematches seems like an easy way of an easy way of terming it. It's interesting. Um, I can see why they've done it. It just confuses me as to why they've done it now, other than maybe to make it. I assume they're working under the under the assumption that it's going to be probably. If are they having fans for WrestleMania Backlash? Do you know? I have no idea. To be honest with you. If they're, if they're having fans they're, if they're having fans they're probably working under the assumption that um, viewership is going to be as big as Wrestlemania um, So you, and also they've probably got a bit of spare money knocking about um, that was going to be invested in um, their yearly trip to Saudi Arabia sorry their their twice yearly trip to Saudi Arabia to um, you know take all that blood money um, and rub it all over Vince's chest because I believe it continues and to um, blood money. yeah it's it's one of this it's one of the ingredients to the witch's potion that keeps him alive um, that tuna steaks and um, what it is 
the sneezes of his enemies, which is why he hates sneezes. Um, that's a thing that goes in into this book. Yeah. Um, well, anyone who sneezes is his enemy, as you know. So actually, that makes life a bit easier. Uh, if I'm utterly honest, when you're looking for the sneezes of your enemies, somebody sneezes near him, that goes in the brew, and that continues to that continues to keep him young. Um, there's a there's a there's a entire season of J Fabe in that. So. Um, we will we will expect to hear that at some point in the future if if sci-fi ever happens again it's going to happen again if it ever happens again um I think it's already happening you're already <laughs> happening um, <laughs> the rained out section at the start um obviously i've completely missed the rain um before we before we conclude um yes, on rain. the bobby lashley thing it was rain because i was late you were back. late yeah you were um so, you were in your expanded bubble, um, enjoying um, enjoying the company of somebody who I assume has either childcare issues or um, is living alone, and um, as as the law in the UK currently requires. There you go, there you go. Jay was in his expanded bubble, enjoying the company of people, um, and returned home late. Person. But, well, yeah, person. Um, of course, of course. Thank you for correcting me. I won't want anyone to get a bad idea. Just for everyone's information, by the way, we are in separate rooms while we film this. Um, in fact, or we're in we? separate. We're in separate. <laughs> right, I'm going to reach my hand over. So you just make a hand come and, scra- and scratch your beard. Okay, here we go. Oh, he's not playing along. Oh, wait, there we go. There we go. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Oh, that's that was my hand. Hello. Yeah, yeah, that's that's there we go. You fooled. It's an illusion. Anyway, um, none of that made any sense if you're listening at anchor.fm forward slash jfabe. But that's what you miss if you're not watching Twitch or YouTube. So your fault, not mine. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know what's gotten into me today, mate. I am quirky. This is a quirky rich. I'm not even trying. No, no, no. You, you kind of disappeared. You you went on the sick, didn't you? Like in the last episode, you went on the sick, according to Taz. What? No. You went on the sick. No, 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 no. no. I, mean, I was here. I was here. I was here. I don't know what you're talking about, mate. No. I'm fine. All right. That's no. what Taz said. You're fine. Mate, I do Taz's voice. You're not, you're not heard my impression of him. <laughs> Voopy-doo. Well. My name's Taz. See? It's me. Just the same. That's exactly the same. Yeah. That's exactly the same. <laughs> anyway, so it rained. Um, <laughs> and. <laughs> it rained. And. Um, WWE guys. WWE guys they just they were just thrown in front of a camera like anybody who was dressed was thrown in front of a camera and made to promo about their match Um, I still haven't gone back to watch that yet you need to get you need to go and watch that because you see four of the best promos Seth Rollins promo is fucking genius Um, like absolute unscripted genius Um, The Miz manages to pull a fairly good one out um, Jay there showing off his Seth Rollins um, t-shirt for the benefit of everyone watching on YouTube. Do remember to click the like and subscribe button. Do I pitch too much in this show? 
I'm beginning to no. think I do. Oh, all right. Fair play. And, of course, if you don't pitch at all, you can get Bluetooth. No, I'm, no, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Um, <laughs> that would have been a really good segue. That would have been a really good segue if we actually had sponsors on this show. If anyone would sponsor yeah, us. Yeah, Bluetooth. Blue Come on. J- <laughs> J- Jake could use you. Hey. You know for well it's you know for well our first sponsor is gonna be like a diarrhea company, like to stop you from having diarrhea. Not somewhere that sells diarrhea, but somewhere that stops you from having it. Yeah, like Imodium. It's gonna be Imodium. It's gonna be like the first half of the show we're gonna be advertising like five guys and then the second half we'll be doing Imodium. That's that's what sponsorships and us will look like. But yeah, no, the the it was really good. You got to see Michael Cole and Samurjo and Ponchos. It was fucking hilarious, um, and also the irony of it was brilliant. So yeah, they disappeared from TV. It's probably I would say it's probably the best thirty-five minutes of WWE I've ever seen. Um, just because there was no wrestling, there were there were completely unscripted promos, and you could tell Vince was going crazy, but you didn't have to see the. But he couldn't communicate with anybody because they're already in front of cameras. So you literally got the trifecta of good WWE programming. Um, so we had like Seth Rollins. Who else was good on that one? Um, the New Day absolutely lit it up with their promo. Um, there was there was some really good kind of backstage backstage. Come on then, yes, mate, and what kind of stuff between um between Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre? You know, um, they got they got all they got all and Watty doing the umbrella thing. All that vexed. Was, yeah, all yeah, vexed all vexed because they were ready to go out, and then they were just disappointed as that as that ring announcer pro that 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 um woman behind the behind the scenes Prozac Pam or whatever her name is who's always constantly smiling Prozac. yeah <laughs> you know yeah no, she's like what can be in there about a few months now <laughs> I, I am she backstage yeah she she's so I happy have no idea where I am <laughs> yeah I'm gonna stare blankly into space unless there's a wrestler next to me then I will forget to oh I, I sounded a bit MJF there didn't I that 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 was unexpected. I'm, I'm honestly stop thinking. I'm doing a bit all the time. <laughs> I never know anymore. Yeah, I know. I know. This is this is really it's confusing. It's confusing even me. Um, <laughs> I've jayfaved myself into a shoot. Um, right. What did you think of this first match? Oh, while I switch on my air conditioning, um, what do you think of this first match? Ralph Bell, great match. There's yeah. nothing you can really say bad against it. They, they tore it up. They really did. They really yeah. did. Um, I mean, it was... It didn't... It was the perfect... shit of each other. It wasn't really a story to it. It was just like, who's going to knock each other out? That's yeah. pretty much what was happening in that match. Yeah, it was it was the perfect it was perfect example of what they were doing. Um, it was a really good, high paced, um, hard hitting um, affair to kind of. Was it in, a hard hitting affair? It was a hard hitting affair to introduce people to the world of WWE again. 
Um, and it was it was just it was a really nice thing to see. And I, it, it it especially if you've had a, over a year without seeing wrestling in front of a crowd. Um, you know, you don't have a New Japan subscription, obviously. Um, but effectively, it was a good introduction back to that. Um, and I think they they but even the New Japan they still can't shout and they can only clap. That's true, but I mean, the the Japanese audiences had only learned to clap within the last twenty years, anyway. So, yeah, like genuinely, they used to just and sit it's only in a silence. That really gets into it. So, yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, honestly, um, like if you remember that SmackDown where William Regal and Chris Benoit went back to Japan, went to Japan and held a wrestling match for the first. 15 to 20 minutes and the fans sat there silently because they were still in the pre Brock Lesnar world where whilst impressed with uh, whilst impressed with a wrestling show you would show respect by staying silent um, that was still going on <laughs> and people were shocked when they just sat there yeah. in silence so so the actual cheering of, of fans is really a kind of post Brock Lesnar post kind of um post Finn Balor kind of or Prince Devitt sorry um, introduction to Japanese wrestling I suppose so it just kind of feels a bit more old school to me but anyway anyway I'm I'm, I'm going off on tangents I'm, go- I'm just all over the place today Natalia and Tamina um, along with a load of other women in a tag team turmoil match <laughs> um I'm kind of who's I, the I, <laughs> it is Natalia and Tamina. Yes, um, this wow. was a this was a woman's match. There were several women in it. They were all very very interchangeable, and it lasted 14 minutes 15 seconds. Jay, what were your thoughts on this match? So in this match, we had Naomi versus Lana versus Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke versus Natalia and Tamina versus the Riot Squad versus Camilla and Billy Kay. I really match. like that you've got notes nowadays. Please continue. <laughs> what my surprise was that Naomi Lyle went out first. And yep. it was against Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. What the hell was that about? <laughs> um, Why are they burying Naomi? I get Lana, but not Naomi. That makes no sense. She's actually talented. Oh, they might be burying... Um, they might be burying Lana because they found out that Rusev had fairly bought a ticket and turned up in the audience. Um... You know, so they might have been burying her because she has a boyfriend who doesn't work for them. I mean, that's always a possibility, but it wouldn't hate, surprise really. me. Very, very petty. And here's the thing: Rusev posted on Twitter that he was there and posted about Lana. And guess what? With Lana's dad. No, well, yeah, with Lana's dad. But guess what? As a consequence of Rusev showing that he was at WrestleMania, even though he's an active AEW talent, Tony Khan has done nothing know, because he's a off. decent human being and not a complete and utter prick like Vince McMahon, who routinely yep. sacks people for going to other thing, other places. So, yeah, there's that. Did you did did you catch any of that, Jay? I think Jay has lost me. Jay seems to have lost me. I didn't me. catch any of that. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jay I mean, seems... Up studio, disconnecting, reconnecting. We've got full connection, Stereo Rage. 
full connection. Yeah, I'm having problems because of the virtual camera with Ob Studio, so please bear with me. Can you hear me now, Jay? I can hear you now. Okay. I can see you now, but I can definitely hear you. That's okay. I'm just going to um, mess around with my virtual camera a little bit because that's that's pretty much what... They have a virtual camera plugin. It's an okay virtual camera plugin. It's what I'm using to send the image to Jay. However, it uses my processor, whereas um, I am not using my processor to send these details to Jay. I am using my graphics card, so it all gets Hi, a bit confused. Um, Jay is good fun. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm not overall the match was was okay. It wasn't anything to shout about, was it? It was. It team was. And team yeah, out. it was all right. Yeah. The point I was making. I mean, it's like they were just thrown in there to make get a payday. Mm. Um, Jay, get some time, but yeah, it, it was pretty pretty much a non-match. I think they could have easily have done this on on Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, just that was that was the problem. It felt like it belonged on Raw and SmackDown. Don't you feel? Yeah, that was completely different to it. Mm. So, um, as I was on the card. as I was saying before, I went offline there, mate, uh, or before you lost me, as it were. Um, so, yeah, Rusev goes to the show, tweets about it from the audience, picture of him with uh, with Lana's dad, saying, "I'm at WrestleMania, nothing will stop me." Right? Tweets picture, shows it the world. Tony Khan, um, in response to this did absolutely nothing because he's a decent human being who wouldn't sack somebody for going to a show for an opposing company. Unlike Vince McMahon, who would because he's a prick. Just wanted to highlight that. Does that sound like a fair highlight? I think it does. Um, Jay's freezing now, so that's a good that's a good sign. Um, this is again. This is. <laughs> this That's is good. Full connection over here. Yeah, no, it's it's happening on my side. Um, it's now my side that's screwing everything up. So that's that's just wonderful. That is just the power great. line. Um, I mean, the power it's fine. not it's not a lack of connection. It's just the amount of stuff that I'm doing. Um, right. If I'm utterly honest, it's um, OBS gets quite confused. Um, I, I don't think Discord plays particularly well with OBS, if I'm totally honest. Um, so that's that's a bit frustrating. Um, oh well, that's fine. Um, Jay will be Jay will be fine. Um, whew, right? Can you hear me, Jay? Yes. All right then. So. Let's continue on as we are and see what happens. Um, I'm still recording on my side. So okay. beyond beyond that 14 minute um, masterpiece that was the women's match that may as well have been a raw match. After that, next match was Cesaro Seth Rollins. Now you predicted that this would be match of the night. How do you feel that I went? Did. Do you feel it was a correct assessment? Uh, it fell to the second best match of the night. Yeah. But very close second. 
very, very, very close, close second. second. That's fair. That's fair. Um, this is Seth Rollins and Cesaro. The, the story was an interesting one, wasn't it, overall? Um, because the story itself was based around this idea of... Um, Swinging Seth Rollins 15,000 times. Yeah, basically. And it wasn't too bad um, overall. It was a really well-told story. I felt... Um, I felt it set up the premise. It was a simple premise, which you need when you've got those type of fans. Um, you know, very casual audience. A lot of people watching this. Um, probably the biggest audience WrestleMania has had in years, but the numbers will show that later if they can be bothered to tell us. All in all, it didn't go too badly at all. Um, and this match was an outstanding match. Cesaro went to the swing and teased it too many times. But other than that, it was, yeah, it was absolutely fine. I mean, they had 23 spins on one swing. 23 spins? See, I was predicting that they were going to do... Um, I was predicting that they were going to do more than 23 spins. I was actually predicting um, 37. I thought that would have been a good idea. Yeah, it was less than what was on, Smack- was what was on SmackDown. So it, it would have made more sense to have more, but maybe lost a footing or felt a bit too dizzy well there was there was there was a big effect from the rain um obviously there was there was that problem with the rain um in fact i I, who was it who slipped over i believe it was aj Styles slipped over on his way down the ramp um as a result of the rain um mandy Mandy rose fell over yeah but it doesn't need to rain for mandy rose to fall over she just needs a a particularly violent breeze right <laughs> no, she's got a bit hench these days. She's got a bit what what? A bit hench. Um, yeah, yeah, nowadays. Um or a hat. She used to did she had the thing with the hat, didn't she? No, no. I <laughs> see <laughs> there was this thing with a hat and Jay just pretending it nope. didn't happen. So No, yeah. that actually never happened. It's just, just you confusing her with someone else. I think, Rich. <laughs> no, there's definitely a thing with a hat. Anyway, <laughs> all in all, um, it was 11 minutes 35 seconds. It was all, as long as it needed to be, um, but it was shorter than I expected. Could have been a much, a much more favourably viewed match of the um, match, but I mean, compared to the other matches that were on the cards, um, I think there were a few matches that were cut down, and this was one of them. Um, it was followed by AJ Styles and Omos versus the New Day. Any any closing thoughts on Cesaro, Seth Rollins? Second uh, best match of the night. Could watch them wrestle all the time. Um, yeah. I always knew they were going to be really good because obviously they wrestle in ROH and they know each other for a very very long time. So mm. um, Seth Rollins didn't try the um, Seth Rollins didn't try his whirly gig though, did he? What do they call it? The whirly gig. You know, is off the top rope. Jay, you are really not helping what, here. No, he had a, he has a diving move. He has a diving move that he used to do, but he doesn't do anymore. And rather than do that, he instead did a spinning frog, fl- frog oh, splash. Sorry? It was a spinning frog splash. That was, that was brilliant, that was. Yeah, he did a, fr- a spinning frog splash. But there was a move that he did previously that he can no longer do off the top rope. That he can was no it the longer Phoenix do. Splash? 
I can't remember. Awesome. Um, a spiral tap. There we go. Spiral tap. Um, that was it. That was AJ Styles. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Well, I'm just literally repeating your commentary as I was playing. Um, as I he said, you said you can't do a spiral tap. Therefore, he did that instead. Um, that was your exact words on the night. Was it? it was it? Maybe I was just too excited. Maybe. Um, perhaps. But that's why I thought that Spiral Tap was his, but I guess not. Um, AJ Styles, Omos, New Day. <laughs> Tag match. <laughs> Thoughts on this one? AJ Styles did most of the work, and it was all about getting Omos in to finish. That was it. So it was basically them cutting off AJ Styles in the ring. AJ Styles taking a beating, but also having a bit of bit of offense thrown in there. But it was basically just get Omos in, smack him down, get the three count, and give AJ his grand slam. Yeah, that's fair. It wasn't a bad, wasn't a bad match. But again, it was another one of those matches that could have lasted on, could have could have done fine on Raw. Um, well, yeah, um, AJ Styles <clears throat> and Kevin Kingston kind of carried that match, in my opinion. Well, it's AJ Styles and Kofi Kingston. Of course, they're going to carry that match. Um, you know, when it's Xavier Woods and Omos are your alternative. I mean, I rate Xavier Woods on a trombone or a microphone, but in the ring, let's say the new I day. Like yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he's very, he's, he's very good. He's, he's a good competitor. I've never really rated his single stuff. That's fair. I mean, he's a very classic kind of. He's a very kind of classic wrestler. Um, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, he's his execution is fine. His execution is better than fine at times, but ultimately, he's no Kofi Kingston. And he's no he's no AJ Styles, right? I think that's a fair assessment. That's true. He had a tag team with Jay Lethal in in um, TNA um, called Lethal Consequences. I think it was called. Okay. Because he was called Consequences Creed. Yeah. I I like it because it's a pun. It's a good pun. Mm. Yeah, no, it's a very good pun. Um, all in all, what would you rate this match if you were going to give it a rating? If I was going to give it a rating, is it out of five? Are we talking the Dave Meltzer ratings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Dave Meltzer rating. So, obviously, you know, tell us what you'd rate it. So AJ Styles in it, so seven. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, AJ Styles in it, so seven out of five. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it was it was an all right match. <laughs> uh, it was nothing amazing. Um, definitely it not. After that, the piss break match: um, Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon in a Shane's definitely going to do a stunt. Please don't go and buy popcorn because you can do that during Bad Bunny's thing um, match or Steel Cage, as it is also known. I did go for a cigarette, and I haven't gone back to watch it. But I did like the fact they ripped up the Braun Strowman ripped up in the the cage to pull Shimmerman back in, and then throw him off the cage. Ripping over the cage was fine. Ripping open the cage was fine. Um, when did it become? Um, when did it become accepted? Kind of parlance that um, a pinfall is legal in a steel cage match all the time because Michael Cole pretty much he pinned him. Referee started counting. Michael Cole said. Of course, pinfall, one of the ways that you can win a steel cage match. 
Like, no more well, is he saying. No it's more. Become... Well, that's the thing, isn't it? I like no more is is it, does he say? A pinfalls are legal in this steel cage match, but instead, as if it's just a standard rule set. I, I is that to kind of defeat this this older mentality of pinfalls are only ever legal in a steel cage match that ended on a pinfall kind of thing, or? Will it change next time there's a steel cage match and they decide that there's no pinfalls? It will probably change, but for me, this started in TNA. They're the ones, in my opinion, that started the whole pinfalls in cage matches. Um, well, I mean, it's something that happened in WWE as well, um, probably around about Not the same very time. Often. Um, I don't know, during the Attitude Era, there were quite a few situations like that where there was pinfall in the steel cage, surely. Now I'm thinking no, about it, you might be right. Escape. Oh, okay, so it was TNA that once again ruined something that was brilliantly wrestling. There you go. TNA once again ruined wrestling. Um, all in all, this was, this was an okay but match. Really? What did you say? But did it really? Yeah, every time. Um, there were some great aspects about it, but, you know... So, all, well, in, in all this match was a smoke break. So. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. This match was fine. It had the standard story of Shane McMahon running away, Braun Strowman stopping him, um, occasionally showing his strength. Eventually, Braun You're Strowman... Stupid. I'm not stupid. I'm going to beat you up. Yeah. Um, eventually, Braun Strowman threw um, Shane McMahon off the top of the cage into the ring. Which was a fine kind of stunt, but it kind of seemed a little bit weird. Um, I, I suppose they got to the day and realised that Shane couldn't do his elbow drop off the top of the steel cage without Braun of already winning winning the match, so therefore they're having no point. If that makes sense, they like get there and they're like, "Oh shit, yeah, isn't it a rule that if somebody comes out of the steel cage, then they then they then they win the match, so there'd be no reason for me to elbow drop you through it. Oh yeah, well I guess you're throwing me off it then. You know, I, I have a feeling that conversation happened just before they went on. Um, you know, because, yeah. And then Braun shouted something about, uh, this is for anybody who's been bullied, which I, I kind of get. But what are your thoughts on having a six foot seven man be the advocate for people being bullied? Um, because from my perspective, when his character when he first started out was a bully. Well, his character was a bully. Also, any bully who tries to bully a six foot seven man, and that six foot seven man being a probably a complete and utter. <laughs> did you just use the R word on like? Uh, oh well, it's too late. He's done it now. <laughs> Somebody cancel this <laughs> motherfucker. Someone cancel him. <laughs> But, yeah, it's honestly really, really ridiculous that he would be the guy. Um, but there you go. That's that's Braun Strowman for you. Um, there, there must have been better people to have in that role. Um, it was just an excuse to get Shane McMahon on the card. It was 11 minutes and 25 seconds, thankfully. Um, and that's all I've got to say about it at this stage, um, especially considering that the next match was... Damien Priest and Bad Bunny versus The Miz and John Morrison. So, 
this match started with bunnies coming to the ring. And then it was like, oh, this is going to be shit. Yeah, Jay, can you can you can you explain this bunny thing? So that what's what's the name of their song? Um, hey hey, hey hey, hop hop. So hop, yes, hop. Right. yes, they had hey hey ho ho last year, That's why there's lots of and then it was hey hey hop hop this year. It was and they did the whole singing and dancing in the ring with the bunnies around them that were losing their ears. It was very silly. Um, I don't know. Considering considering that this is considering that this is kind of the showpiece of WrestleMania for the casual audience, um, which is probably why it was on second to last. Interesting choice to have the opponents be so obnoxious, but then the Miz is the Miz is a wrestler who exists outside of. Um, outside of wrestling and in popular culture as well in America and the States because of his appearance on The Real World. People know who he is. I mean, it's basically if Big Brother's Craig in the UK decided to um, decided to join it, um, a wrestling faction, you know. Can you imagine Jade Goody versus Brian, and in, Brian from Big Brother 2 in an intergender match? Yes. <laughs> it would be hilarious, right? It would be hilarious. It would be. Yeah, that would be pretty good. Um, anyway, it was. Yeah, that was all right. You had, you had the big moment where Bad Bunny rides in on top of his articulated truck, um, or 18 wheeler, as you would call it, if you want to get American about this. And yeah, it was all right. Um, bad Bunny wasn't bad, was he? Bad Bunny was more than okay. Yeah. More than okay. He wasn't I was really surprised by how good he was. He, I mean, he wasn't Pat McAfee levels of over rehearsed, right? But he was. I don't know. I don't know if that he was better than Pat McAfee. I mean, really, Pat McAfee's match with Adam Cole really good, but and obviously there were more wrestlers involved in this match, and obviously Pat McAfee didn't have anyone to hide behind. He only had himself and Adam Cole and a mm. referee. So, but I don't know. I think Bad Bunny came off looking better. I think that's fair. I mean, definitely in the case of the Miz and John Morrison, they are they are absolutely connoisseurs of making of making people who aren't necessarily great wrestlers look fantastic. I mean, that's the job of a great experience deal. They 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 that bunny sold really well for Miz and and Morrison as well. Yeah, and that's not something that you very often get from a celebrity. No, not at all. Yeah, very often so, celebrities I mean, go in and McAfee, mm. Bad Bunny. I don't know maybe this should form a tag team. Bad Bunny and Pat McAfee. That that that. Yeah. What would they be called? What would they be called? Do you think? Bat McBuffy. Bat 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 Bad Cat. No, no, it's not working. We'll work it out. We'll work it out. We'll, we'll, we'll Bad think of the name. Um, if you can think of a name, please do get in contact with us on anchor.fm forward slash jfabe. You can contact myself at not a time duke on Twitter. You can contact Jay at I am not a robot. The O's are in fact zeros in robot, um, which isn't yeah, represented well, but not in not. Yes, that is correct. Um, and they look exactly the same in the font. They please do remember because they look exactly the same in the font that I've selected for this show. So, not very helpful. Slightly bigger than the. Well, that just no. confuses it more, doesn't it? Um, 
Yeah, I used the Snickers font for this. No, 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 they're the same size. I'm, of course, on Twitch as ShmupYours. You can watch me play Dead on Patchy and Goldeneye HD on Twitch. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, but you can also contact us on... cross-promotion in. Exactly, cross-promotion right here. And let's not forget, we're on YouTube. Um, you can hear the saga of Christmas 2019. It's fantastic radio play put together by an absolutely talented um, robot. And, yeah... Really, really, really good stuff. Yeah, no, Jay, Jay did a really good job on the editing there. Jay, just, yeah, just amazing was, editor. He's, he's a techni- He's got a technical wasn't mind. Technical mind. Wasn't rich at all. Yeah, definitely me. Definitely Jay. Definitely Jay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks in the main event. Um, we will talk quickly about that main event before. Uh, well, I say quickly. It was seventeen minutes fifteen seconds. It was the longest match of the night. Um, second longest match of the weekend. It was not a bad match at all. Um, Jay, what were your thoughts on this? Because this was this was a long time coming for Bianca Belair, was it not? For sure, and and Sasha Banks are being in the main event of WrestleMania. Um, as soon as I knew, as soon as I heard it was going to be the main event of Night One, it was like it, it's of Night One. It was like, will this will this be match of the night? I had my um, reservations about that because obviously I went for Seth Rollins and Cesaro to be the number one match, but my God, did they put it out? start to finish they really did um i mean first off kudos to sasha banks for her new look she was slaying it absolutely um bianca belair obviously slaying it as well but i think i think sasha banks had when it came to when it came to image she had the wrestlemania look down she looked great did she not and this is coming from me i'm i'm a bona fide queer they both look great. Mm. Definitely, definitely. Um, the match started. The two of them, the two of them sobbed um, a little bit because of the pride they felt um, that they were the first two African American women. Um, was it? Well, no, no, no. That's that's not actually the words that Michael Cole used. Michael Cole confidently and correctly, I think, stated. Um, that they, they, it was the first time two black women um, main evented WrestleMania, um, and yeah, it seemed like the right call. It was one of those iconic calls that we are going to hear again and again in the next few years over, over heartwarming corporate WWE music. Um, well, it was like give, actually give the fans what they want, and that's that's what they did for once. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> fair. I think that's fair. I mean, and petition blown about. Most people signed it. Everyone yeah. was on on Twitter calling for it to be the main event. It was the right call. It was the right call. Be- right. Like Bianca Belair, for how long she's been doing this, which isn't very long, um, you know, in the grand Three scheme of things. Years. Uh, yeah. I mean, her career started in two thousand and sixteen. So. Yeah, um, her first appearance on NXT um, on NXT TV was around a week before our first podcast. So she has been on TV only a week longer than we've been podcasting, and she is now 
the SmackDown Women's Champion, and we are obviously a championship level podcast. Plenty of viewers. Um, hey, Mitch, how you doing, bro? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh, yeah, that he's, guy. He's, he's fictional. Um, he's fictional. He is a fiction. Um, but yeah, it's it's quite a testament to her ring ability. What, what were some memorable spots from the match? <laughs> look at that look! <laughs> Thanks for the compliment, <laughs> Look at that look! Jay, Jay, it was just like there was so many. There were so many. There were so yeah. many. You can't really, you can't <laughs> really call them. <laughs> uh, uh. Uh. <laughs> but the main book point of this really was King of Bellis hair, and they just built around that, didn't they? Uh, yeah, I mean, the there was there was the whipping of the hair, um, you, judicious use of the hair. Um, so much so that her hair actually managed to cut Sasha Banks's ribs open. That, that was, was the last shot. That was indeed. Yeah. Um, what we what we saw was effectively a back and forth match. The story that was told was um, one of can Bianca Belair do it? She did do it. She won. Um, it was just a good moment. It was just worth watching. Um, that's the only problem with this WrestleMania Night One in particular. There's not much I can say other than. It was worth watching, and this is one that was worth watching. Um, yeah. Any closing so if thoughts you on? Seen it already. If you haven't seen it already. I mean, I mean, listening to us talk, listening to us talk about it is almost like watching it. Um, but oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was a great match. Um, Bianca Belair was Bianca Belair didn't look out of place, and that's the important thing here. Because you have a brand new star, um, she felt less out of place than Rhea Ripley did on night two, and that's saying something because Rhea Ripley didn't feel out of place at all. She's done WrestleMania before, but Bianca Belair, she just slotted right in very comfortably, and I think that she is a great example of somebody joining that. She's a four horsewoman level wrestler. Isn't she? Well, yeah, for sure. But when she first joined the main roster, she was not having a great time. She was placed in bad positions. She was off TV for months, and then all of a sudden, they moved to SmackDown, and loads of great things happened for her. Yeah, and it wasn't a it wasn't a bad idea at all to do what they've done with her. Um, I mean, 2020 draft October, she was drafted over to SmackDown. Um, she defeated. She's drafted over to Raw first. Well, yeah, yeah. Raw that was that was in the oh, twenty. Yeah, yeah. That was in the twenty nineteen one, um, or yeah, initially yeah. just after WrestleMania thirty six. So yeah, she was. They involved her in the Street Profits. Got her in with Zelina Vega, Angel Garza, Austin Theory, all of those people over um, over on the main roster when she first joined it. Um, didn't do much for her, but they killed didn't it really. because they took up half the show. Exactly, um, and then 2020 draft, she goes over to SmackDown. All of a sudden, um, she's defeating Billy Kay, Natalia, and triple threat match to qualify for the Women's Survivor Series team. Has a good showing on the Women's Survivor Series team, but obviously the victor there um, being Lana, just Lana, um, and then really, really good showing in Royal Rumble. So she's obviously done. She's obviously done quite a bit to impress people. Um, you know. What more can you say? Well, yeah, she's now SmackDown Women's Champion. 
She's SmackDown Women's Champion. Then we see Sasha Banks at the end. Breaking character and smiling at her. Yeah. While she's on the floor. I can't, I can't blame but Sasha caught Banks. caught by the camera. I can't blame Sasha Banks um, for doing that. And I, th- I don't think that they will... I don't think that there'll be any kind of repercussions for that. Um, because... It was like know, a sense of achievement, really, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. There was a, there was a real feeling of achievement between both women um, throughout the match. And, um, you know... I think that that was, I think it was well deserved. Um, I was riveted to the match. I stopped what I was doing. As you know, I was playing um, Borderlands 3 at the time um, during night one and watching this on my second screen. Um, two monitors, really useful. Um, <laughs> get two monitors now available at anywhere that sells monitors. And all in all, it was worth me sitting down to watch it. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Probably match of the night, potentially match of the weekend. Um, any closing thoughts on night one? It was good. Awesome. No, it was. It was definitely. Um, if you compare it to last year's, not the same because of the crowd. Just wrestling in general was much better than yeah. last year's WrestleMania. And I think that's I think that's a fairly consistent theme at the moment in WWE. I mean, we're not WWE maxes. Um, we are we're big fans of everything. We like um, AEW. We like um, we we talk about AEW. We talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Obviously, it's WrestleMania season at the moment, so the only game in town really is WWE. But all in all, we have seen some appalling WrestleManias. 33 comes to mind. Um, Triple H versus Roman Reigns. Yeah. What a part of the dog shit that was. Yeah. Um, we, we have seen some appalling WrestleManias in our time, and this was not one of them. Um, this is the type of WrestleMania that you could go back and watch and just enjoy. And it wouldn't feel forced. It wouldn't feel, oh, I'm watching WrestleMania, but I'll settle in. They're splitting it over two nights. Genius idea. Um, Thank you. Second, yeah, well done, Jay. Um, you called it. To be fair, I said that it would wouldn't help, and I was wrong um, because this is this has worked really well. Um, night two, we'll be talking about very very shortly. Um, we are both going to go for a much deserved break as we have been nattering our ass off for the last half hour to an hour, um, and then we will come back and do night two. If you are listening on YouTube, don't forget to click the like and subscribe button. If you are watching on Twitch, please stick around for the second half. Feel free to use the conversation thing in the side where you can ask us numerous questions, and of course, anchor.fm forward slash jfabe if you want to listen to us more often. Um, we're on iTunes, wherever you can find good podcasts. I am going to go now because otherwise my you voice will break. Do. Yeah, do, do definitely feel free to binge listen. Um, there's there's like a storyline or something. Is there a storyline yet? I think there's a storyline. Yeah, something kinda, like that. Kind of was. Cool. Kind of, kind of was. Hey guys, it's me, Tanju Tash. We've had a lot of fun here on JFAB with our spaceships and our time travel and our shenanigans. And we're going to have a lot more fun moving forward too. However, we looked at our content, we did a little analysis, and using top scientists from throughout the multiverse, we found that the ridiculous production values of our podcast was ruining our ability to respond to the modern wrestling landscape in a timely way. After consulting with some of our fans with a scientific survey about some of our content, we found that 8 out of 10 respondents said, What the fuck is going on with all that time joke stuff? Whereas the other two mice hadn't learned to speak yet. 
So, in order to produce more content for you, our audience, we're moving to a live broadcast model. This will allow us to interact with our fans more during our podcast, which will air live on Twitch.tv, JFabe Wrestling Podcast. We will have a schedule posted on there stating when we go live, and if that's not your jam, then we're still going to be available on anchor.fm forward slash JFabe, as well as now, our cast will be catalogued on YouTube under the channel name JFabe. That's JFabe with a space in it because the JFabe without a space in it got took by bastards. In fact, that's live right now. You can find us on there. Please like, please click subscribe, all of those things. And you can keep track of us on YouTube if that's your jam. So multiple different options on how to listen to the discussion, join the discussion, be part of the discussion. It does mean we're going to have to get a bit more clever with how we work. Some storylines have had to be altered or dropped in order to enter this new world. But as we learn how to communicate on this new platform and within this new business model, business, like they ever make money, Jesus Christ, we hope you guys will find it more timely and ultimately it will give you guys more of the content you tune in for, which is wrestling silliness, and less of the content you don't, which is Corey fucking Graves. Please contact us on Twitter, that's at Podcast. Rich is available at Not a Time Duke, and Jay is at I Am Not a Robot. That's where the O's are replaced with zeros, but only in the word robot, because Jay likes to make things difficult for anybody trying to convey that over, vo- over voice, whereas it's easier in text, I guess. What a dick. Um, and I'm available at Time Duke Chaz. We thank you for understanding. Sunrise, sunset, all of that. Rupi Doo, my name's Taz. Let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to JFabe. My name is Rich. I'm at Not a Time Duke. At Not a Time Duke on Twitter. J is at I am not a robot. Um, where the O's are replaced with zeros. Um, by earning the word robot, I'm also Shmup Yours. We're on JFabe Wrestling Podcast on Twitch. We're also available on YouTube. Don't forget to hit the like and subscribe. Um, you can join us on anchor.fm forward slash JFabe. You can also join us on iTunes. You can join us anywhere, anywhere you want. Or you can join us live and get to see great things like that take that was Spotify. We're on Spotify. Or you can you can you can join us live and get to witness things like that fantastic take we've just done, um, where where I I threw a tantrum because a dog was barking in the background. That was fun. So moving on, Randy Orton, the Fiend, with Alexa Bliss in a singles match, starting off night two, WrestleMania thirty seven. Jay, thoughts. First off, the fiend changed his outfit. He's no longer wearing a burlap sack. He's now back to what he was. What was the point of him being off TV? What was the point of him being off TV for that so long? long? Yeah, no, I mean they, they could have built it with Bray Wyatt on TV uh, since after Royal Rumble. They could have brought him back. They could have built it that way. He could have come back in that suit for a while, even though it was crap. And build it that way, and then have him change at WrestleMania. So I'm just coming out of a jack in the box after yeah. him walking down what looked like an entrance ramp to go to the entrance ramp, but it wasn't. It was just an entrance to a box. It was an interesting situation. Of course, there was a box. He, yeah, he walked through. He walked through what was effectively like a metal tube with grates around it um, as the. As the fizzy, as the as the beef jerky fiend, um, and then 
magically changed from Pepper Army Bray Wyatt back into the Fiend Bray Wyatt um, using a very, very poor kind of visual effect, which, as you know, we're big fans of good visual effects here. We, we use great visual effects. Um, all the time. All the time. We're, we're fantastic Brilliant. with our vision. Yeah, this is like a, this is like a WrestleMania quality production. Um, so, yeah. Um, why changing back? What's the fucking point? Why did we fucking bother? What the hell are you smoking, Vince? Jay, thoughts? I like the fact that they changed him back. Because, obviously, that gives him that unstoppable feel again. And I think going to WrestleMania, I don't think the crowd would have really took to the burnt up fiend. So it was better for yeah. the visual for him to be coming out as the normal fiend. Also to sell masks. Yeah, to sell masks. I mean, it's a slightly different mask, so it sells sells the slightly different mask with the slightly brighter face. Um, and you're right, you're right. Um, he would have. It kind of renews the character and gets him gets him ready to obvious. So the logical thing when you've kind of renewed the character, you know, kind of said, okay, what's behind is now undone. Fair play, logical thing. You have him. You have him lose to a distraction finish from the person who you've been building up as his mentor and ally for the last um, six months, right? Because that's how you tell a wrestling fucking story, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But she did pop up out of the box with her legs crossed, wearing a Alistair Black-looking jacket, whilst having black going down her face. Yeah, yeah, and, and and wearing a crown of thorns and or barbed wire in this case, and yeah, it was fine, but she distracted Bray Wyatt, um, and Bray Wyatt lost, and Randy Orton got the win. Apparently, according to WrestleMania, um, as well as Wrestle Talk, um, this was not going to be the finish, and then it was. Hmm. This was one of the two matches where. The finish was changed finish. on the day. Um, I'm unsure. I imagine the fiend was going to. Sorry, say again. I imagine the fiend was going to go over. Uh, yeah. Say that she tapped into this. Yeah, I mean, it could very well be that the fiend was going to go over and join with Alexa Bliss as a character, and they felt that that wasn't the direction they wanted to go in. Or alternatively, they just decided they they probably had a different way to. I think originally what was going to happen was that Bray Wyatt was going to fall over as he got out of the Jack in a Box. Clown music was going to play. Yeah, into an RKO. Clown music was then going to play. Vince McMahon was going to skip down to the ring, take a giant dump on all of the hard work that Bray Wyatt had done for the last two years, and then put him off TV for another six months. I think that was the original plan. While, while obviously, um, Randy Orton ascended to the heavens as the next coming of... um, Buddy Rogers that we all know he is. I mean, that sounds like a solid plan. Yeah, no, I've solved it. I've solved it. Um, what is the point of the fiend at this stage? Is the is there anything left of the fiend? Do you feel? Well, like that initial. Okay, Bray Wyatt's on for another five year contract. He's got this absolutely okay, so, so fire before, gimmick. Alexa Bliss has got. A- promo and she's like feuding with the 
darkness whilst also embracing the darkness at the same time. Oh, okay. And she has a new friend called Lily, who is a doll. Would have been better if we called it Ali, right? 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 That would have been nice, but please continue. Because then they could have bring As the Black, obviously, bringing back on TV, and obviously having Face the Fiend, obviously, then As the Black become more dark within his character, um, which is basically the way he was going after he lost his eye. Yeah. His eye got damaged. So and then they just took him off TV. Hate it when they abort storylines like that. So why not bring him back to face the fiend as being under control of Alex Bliss? Well, why not? Yeah. But they're not going to do that. We know they're not going to do that. That's what everyone wants. That's the one they're thing not. we know that could save it. But what's, what do you think is instead going to happen? Let's Let's work Vince Magic here where you have this red-hot gimmick that everybody loved, but rather than actually just letting it play out, you instead debut it Get as... Get versus Yeah, an intergender match between him and Lily. Or just Alexa Bliss, who isn't Lily. Well, no, because that's not stupid enough for a Bray Wyatt gimmick, right? That's not career-ending enough for a Bray Wyatt gimmick. That's not let's shit all over this merchandising opportunity with shitloads of goof for a Bray Wyatt gimmick. This is a man who's been defeated by Randy Orton three times, twice at WrestleMania, and in both times in appalling matches where the gimmicks have ruined it. Like, the one thing Bray Wyatt can do as a character now, if he was actually watching tape, would be to stop doing gimmicks. Because every time he does gimmicks in matches, he loses. Like, just have him walk down to... Maybe that's maybe that's the conclusion to this story. Maybe Bray Wyatt goes through all this bullshit, and then, one week, decides to come down to the ring as Husky Harris and wins the WWE Championship. Maybe that's where this is heading. Because I can see nowhere else for it to go. They are just shitting on this guy. Like, there is no creativity here. It's just, what can we do to make sure that his character has enough aura to be a threat, but not enough aura to actually win any fucking matches? And that's what they've been doing with it. It was like Undertaker aura. It was like Undertaker aura, and then he lost. So what, we're going to have a losing streak? Is that how we're going to do this? Is he going to be the Gil- Is he going to be? Is he going to be the Gilberg to to um, the Undertaker's Goldberg? Is that what's happening? Does he have to rebuild himself, like within his within his own universe, to build his powers up back again? Is is that something? Was he too weak to face Randy Orton at the time? No, he was just distracted by by a Papa Shango level special effect. With his hand reaching out. Fucking pathetic. Um, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus Natalia and Tamina um, in a tag team match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Match that lasted 14 minutes and 20 seconds. I didn't like the Fiend match, by the way. Um, What do you feel about this tag team match, Jay? Pretty subpar. Pretty subpar. Uh, Tamina had a good showing. 
Yeah, Tamina did have quite a good showing. Um, I've noticed that Tamina is um, doing the snooker dive. Um, That's the finisher. That's yeah, but she's like they're actually emphasizing it now with with the snooker, and they're actually acknowledging that it's a snooker move. How long has that been going on? Um, did we forget that um, Jimmy Superfly Snooker was convicted for murder, or what's going on? Well, they clearly have. I mean, maybe they didn't watch Dark Side of the Ring in season two. Perhaps they didn't. Dark Side of the Ring oh, is coming soon oh, again. I remember now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Dark Side of the Ring um, season three. It's fantastic. The whole season. Um, what did you say? Sorry? When he got David Arquette, where he got completely fucked up by Nick Gage. Mm. That's on there as well. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, I mean, I am looking forward to it. The Dark Side of the Ring is fantastic. Both seasons are great. It's commentated by Chris Jericho or, or um, narrated by Chris Jericho. If you haven't seen it, it's available in the US on Vice TV in the UK. It's available as a box set on um, 4OD. You can watch the entire series on 4OD. Um, both seasons, season one, season two, uncut the entire thing um, it is fantastic if you're a wrestling fan go out your way for it because it is possibly the best documentaries available um, about and wrestling Jim Cornette's actually gold on that as well what did you say sorry? Jim Cornette's gold on that yeah Jim Cornette's great um, sorry Jim Cornette is a complicated character however his performance in that is great uh, <laughs> Sorry, I had to correct myself there. Uh, <laughs> and I think the important thing to focus on is that we're talking about WrestleMania 37 here, and yet we chose to talk about a TV series which is two years old now, rather than continue to talk about Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler versus Natalia and Tamina, um, which was. Who won the match, by the way? Um, it was Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. Um, they defeated Natalia and Tamina via technical submission, apparently. Um, I wasn't paying attention because... A rear naked choke. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I, 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 I wasn't paying too much attention to this match. Natalia was the sharpshooter. Jenny Baser was the legal woman. Came in, popped on a finisher, tapped out, mm. there we go. Ding, ding. Yeah, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler Everyone in a booed. really Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler in a really weird I, state. No food. There was just no reaction. <laughs> well, you know, they were tired after that. After that, got the whole match. They were tired after a six-hour The Fiend entrance. So you know, uh, <laughs> that that was probably what did it. Um, but yeah, no, well, it was it was a fairly flat match. Um, it wasn't that interesting. I yeah, think out of all of um, just going to throw in some numbers there. Well, WWE are claiming um, that it was the same amount of people, exactly the same amount of people, both nights. That's their claim. Um, I think your your estimate of about 15,000 is probably a, a bit better, um, a bit more accurate. But they are claiming that it was 25,675 on both nights. Um, I... I severely doubt it. I really do. Um, but you never know. Um, it didn't feel like it was that many people. Um, if I'm utterly honest, it felt 
a lot less than that, but then it's a really big stadium. Um, it was it was a fairly good audience, um, but it did feel I wasn't in the on the hard count for night two. He wasn't there. He wasn't there at all. Um, he wasn't there, or if he was, he was um, disguised as a guy in a clown mask. So potentially. Um, all in all, this Nia Jackson Shayna Baszler match, I think to some Nia Jackson Shayna Baszler up, there is like WWE started them off in their standard how will they ever work together number one contender and champion kind of duo and then somebody forgot well, somebody forgot that the CD was skipping, so Michael Cole still proposes that they will have trouble working together every time they're in the ring, and they work like one of the most solid female tag teams ever to lace up a pair of boots at this stage. So it's a very, very strange situation. Just every match they throw in a, um, a, what are you doing at each other, and then just carry on. Like they're constantly teasing a breakup that they know will never happen because WWE has fuck all else for them. It's a very interesting situation. They are like their their tag team should be called Holding Pattern. <laughs> but hey, at so least the tag team division in NXT for the women hasn't been going that long, and they've got it on lockdown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that shows the on the main show. Shows the difference in booking mentality between the two, though, doesn't it? Um, you know, Triple H plans his stories. They do not in WWE when it comes to tag teams. They just throw two single stars together and make them fight the New Day. Or, in this case, with the women, just throw two single stars together and see what happens. This idea, I don't think anyone's thought of this yet, but maybe, just maybe, Triple H should run the main roster. That would be good. That would be good. However, <laughs> however, um, I believe the only way that he can possibly do that is if um, he harvests the youth crystal from the back of Vince McMahon's um, left hand and manages to make the um, manages to make the psychic crystal that's holding him active. Um, which is actually tied to like this giant fungus that's growing in a cave somewhere in the in the 39th century. Um, like he has to go and defeat that because that's psychically controlling the puppet that is Vince McMahon and has been for the last 20 years. Um, so, yeah. So who's the person behind that? Who's the person behind that? Oh, Linda in a wheelchair. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the story. <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Jay Fabe season six. <laughs> yeah, that was the Jay Fabe season six preview for all of you. Um, <laughs> Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn with Logan Paul. Do you know what a Logan Paul is? Apparently, a Logan Paul is something to do with that guy who looks like Logan Paul but is older. What's his name? Jake Paul. No, not his brother. Oh. He's an actor. He does stuff for Ben Stiller. Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson, yeah. He did have a very Owen Wilson thing going on, didn't Wilson. he? Yeah. He's Owen Wilson. Yeah. That's what? who's playing him. It's Owen Wilson. It's, like before, like, it's just Owen Wilson. Really? Is it Owen Wilson? I don't know. I can't tell now whether you're working me or not. <laughs> <laughs> just playing the part. 
yeah, yeah. It's um, there, there are just layers and layers of kayfabe here on JFabe. Um, what do you think to this this match between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens? Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. It was a safe bet. It was build up was absolute balls, but you knew they was going to deliver on the night. As I th- they always do. I think they delivered as well as they could with nine minutes and twenty seconds. Um, it yeah. shocks me that they only got nine minutes and twenty seconds after Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, and Natalia and Tamina got fourteen minutes and twenty seconds. I mean, I know they needed time to get their shit in, but at the same time, kind of feel that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn could have done better with that time. I thought they maximised their time. Um, so the difference. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't. I don't uh, sorry, sorry. I mean, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn could have been done better with the five minutes that they that they could have got off Nia Jackson, Shayna oh, Baszler. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I think that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn definitely maximised their time, but I wish they had more time to maximise. And I think there were definitely places on this card where that could have happened. The preceding match being a good example. Somebody else, maybe Biggie and Apollo Cruz. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Big Biggie and but, Apollo Cruz was a good match, but it only lasted six minutes and fifty seconds. We'll get onto that fairly shortly. Um, but yeah, no, Kevin Owens, Sammy. No, it just felt longer. <laughs> it did longer. Yeah. Um, so you get, but, you get all the classic spots from Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn that they used mm. to do back in the day. So yeah. they just did the greatest hits, really. But yeah, it, and it, it was worked. it was fine um, because I mean the 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 story was about Sami Zayn and his conspiracy, right? So just the classics set to the backdrop of this new story about Sami Zayn made sense. And that was crazier than ever. He is going fairly crazy. Towards the end of the match, of course, Sami Zayn, um, Sami Zayn lost to Kevin Owens um, after a string of stunners. It felt a bit short um, as a result, but um, then when um, Logan Paul did the apparently graceful thing of congratulating Kevin Owens, um, Sami Zayn tried to attack him. Kevin Owens then defended Logan Paul and then did a stunner to kind of see the segment out um, on Logan Paul um, and Logan Paul took it like a guy who was getting a lot of money for taking a stunner um, yeah it was alright yeah, he went uh, forward he may have hurt himself, you never know well we can we can pray what I am thankful for though is that WWE managed to realise who they were dealing with and although they did sit him next to the commentary table they didn't give him a headset um, because well, they well how long do you reckon it would have been before he was promoting non-WWE YouTubes on there about 35 seconds yeah yeah it would have been like basically they just wanted to make sure that they didn't have him on there and um, you know him all of a sudden start showing taking people away from the match. yeah or taken away from the match promoting um, promoting his video promoting his own matches but he's going to face um, Floyd Mayweather in a boxing match that uh, that would not happen um, if it does happen it get knocked it will happen because but. that's that's one of those things that he does um, so previously um, he's fought KSI 
um, twice um, in a white collar amateur boxing match. Um, yeah, he's um, he's a British YouTuber um, whose real name I'm not going to attempt to say. Um, wow, that has more vowels in it than an episode of Countdown. Um, but all in all. <laughs> Yeah, Logan Paul won that, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, he started shooting his mouth off about Floyd Mayweather Jr. Um, it was supposed to happen in February. Um, it was postponed to an unspecified date. <sighs> On the back of that, what else can you say about him? Well, he's red, green, colorblind. Um, that's an interesting little fact. Um, and he also has no <laughs> sense of taste. Um, judging by some of the outfits that I'm looking at. Um, he's also had numerous pieces of controversy. Um, the major controversy, which I think is um, an interesting thing that they didn't have him on night one, considering the discussion about um, bullies. Um, but um, on December the 31st, 2017, he uploaded a vlog to his YouTube channel depicting the recently deceased corpse of a man who had died by hanging himself in the Akogihara um at the base oh, yeah. of Mount Fuji, known as the Suicide Forest, um, as a suicide site. Um, it was initially part of his Tokyo Adventure series, but effectively him and his group decided to um, laugh about it and, yeah, um, have a lot of fun about it. And then um, got 6.3 million views on his site within 24 hours before it was taken down and people notified the authorities. So... He's no stranger to controversy, um, as he has two separate chapters on his Wikipedia page about controversy. Um, YouTube suspended all advertising on his channels due to a pattern of behaviour, um, including um, the Tide Pod Challenge, which includes removing fish from his pond to jokingly give it CPR, and tasering dead rats. Um, on his YouTube channel. Um, so yeah, there's there's your wholesome WWE celebrity entertainer Logan Paul. If you didn't know anything about him, now you wish you don't know anymore. Sounds like a cool, right? Yeah, it's pretty much match. a prick. Um, Seamus Riddle. Speaking of complete tools, Riddle and Seamus. Um, Singles match, WWE United States Championship. Now, I've heard a rumour that this 10-minute and 50-second match was really a vehicle to get the belt off Riddle, um, as he was never supposed to hold it in the first place, but he was the only choice they had. Um, have you heard this rumour? Yeah, because Keith Lee got injured. Yeah. Um, almost... Like he ended up with the belt around his waist without its consent. <laughs> I don't think we can go down that road. I think um, we made a point last time. Yeah, we you're right, actually. We can't go down that road because we haven't got a white van. Google it. Anyway, um, Riddle. <laughs> <laughs> And Seamus, what do you think to this match? First off, what's with those birds? What birds? So Riddle kicks his shoes off, right? 
And as he kicks right. his sandals off, like the hobo he is, a load of CGI birds fly at the screen. Genuinely a thing that happened. One with an eye patch on. And Samoa Joe says something about he gets all the birds or something ridiculous like that that seemed to make no sense. And that was it. Just just never mentioned again. I didn't know if this was some kind of weird gimmick that's going on or... No. Could it have been a Cocoda Mole hallucination? Because I'm starting to wonder if it was. It definitely happened. Go back and watch it. It's weird. (laughs) It is just a weird moment. Like, I don't know. Almost like, you know those weird CGI things that they're throwing around? Like the ghost ship and the skeleton with the sword? Like... It's almost like they're starting to take over for a second. I don't get it. Um, but go back and watch it. It's there. It's just after he kicks off his sandals. Like it's a thing they're trying to make happen. And I don't get it. Right. I will go back and watch it because I do not remember that. It's happening. really peculiar. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. Thoughts on this. Maybe it was so bad it's blocked it from my mind. You may have done. Thoughts on this match. Another great match. Another great match. I mean, for me, it was Sheamus has been solid all year round. Sheamus mm. has been solid since um, his feud with Jeff Hardy and the matches that they've had. Um, so, so for me, it was more like give a reward for Sheamus to have this title because of the matches that he's had. So it was set up crap. He just hit him in in the um, stomach with his scooter, and that's how we got this match. So yeah. I mean, yeah, the it was... bit was a bit footwork. <laughs> got sandbags, and then he hit the jackhammer. Mm. Yeah, it was a bit of a weird one. Are we gonna get? Are we gonna get Riddle versus Goldberg at any point? Even though Goldberg hates Riddle, um, I don't think Goldberg would want to work with Riddle. Um, to be honest, I probably not. Never does Brock. <laughs> yeah, no one really wants to work with Riddle. Um, and I think um, Riddle's situation is um, a bit of a difficult one at the moment. The The impression that I'm getting is that WWE want to keep him away from a title picture, but keep him on TV just in case. You know what they're like. Um, it was an alright match. I, I don't mind him as a wrestler. Um, I don't particularly like him as a gimmick. Um, he did have a backstage... Yeah, they would. Um, he did have a fairly good backstage segment with Rob Van Dam and Carly. That was all right, but it was more just Riddle being a goof and riding around. Got some rolling papers now. Yeah, yeah, got some rolling papers. Plugging. That four twenty, just plugging that in. It was good Could fun. Be best do that with than Riddle, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was all right. It was, it was just. Riddle being Riddle. Um, Nigerian drum fight. WWE Intercontinental Championship. Thoughts on this bad boy? The match was good for for Riddle and Sheamus. And obviously the match ended with a bro kick as Riddle was doing a moonsault. Yeah, that was quite a good spot. He did, and it kind of seemed to dislocate his face. Or just his whole face. I I think it might be his tongue, to be fair. Oh, fair play. Um, it didn't look very pleasant. Good. But best break I've seen in a while. I think a lot of people um, listen to the Jericho podcast and took a lot of tips from what he said and what he does. Because you saw a lot of that come through. 
in in WrestleMania. So I think a lot of people, yeah, I th- WrestleMania took a few things from what Jericho said and really took it in. Yeah, um, it was quite obvious that they had. What were your thoughts on the Jericho podcast just before we go on to Apollo Cruz and Biggie? Pretty standard. I think it was good that they mentioned AEW and how all it all started, and even mentioned in it that it was WWE versus AEW. And Slinko's face was like, "Oh, we don't think." Like his face was like, "Oh no, he said that." <laughs> yeah, there was, uh, was there was a moment. There was definitely a moment of that and, where, where it was that knowledge, but the the career retrospective section, um, which took up the the bulk of the show, really well told stories, really well put together. Um, definitely one of my favourite um, Stone Cold Posca. It may be the best one. Yeah, I would say I would say it's between that Randy Orton and the Undertakers, um, and I think. I, I didn't think Randy Orton would be up there for podcast attendees, but his his Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast was again just fantastic. Um, but Jericho in particular thoroughly enjoyed the stories about him um, about him attempting to make anything work. Um, the stories about him in AEW um, and his move over to AEW. Um, the reading between the lines of it appeared to be his frustration it's what he said openly on his own podcast um but just in a much more subtle way um but if you the ongoing thread um that is painted there is a rift between him and Vince McMahon um come um coming off the back of Vince McMahon he feels both underutilizing him and overproducing his talent um and fostering an environment where people don't have the freedom to be creative um and i think the biggest part of that was him he said this numerous times on his podcast and he's he's he said it on this podcast as well which i think was great was was saying that when he first worked in new japan pro wrestling and he talked to kenny omega he said he he said what are we going to do tonight um who, who do we have to approve what we're doing tonight and kenny omega said no one we just do it um, you know, and he said that when he realised that that was what everyone else was doing, it made wrestling fun again. Um, and that, to me, is kind of the sticking point, and that's the that's the that's what you get um, on his podcast on because he does exit interviews from the WWE um, with a lot of the stars who end up in AEW, um, and a lot of the stars who ended up in Impact as well. Um, but the good bur- the good burgers, the good brothers. <laughs> I've echoed that sentiment. Um, the Brody Lee echoed that sentiment. Um, FTR. Would we start matches if they want more freedom? Um, I think that's a. I think that's a creative decision, I guess. But I, I I'm not one hundred percent sure. Um, if I'm utterly honest, but maybe they maybe it just so happened that they wanted to wrestle that way they just didn't want someone to tell them how to wrestle that way perhaps but they did they did say that it was it made wrestling fun again and matt hardy agreed with this um obviously um obviously our thoughts go out to the hardy compound tonight um for their recent loss um but yeah all in all it seems to be an ongoing theme with most of jericho's work is that wrestling is fun again for him because he no longer works for wwe and it was it was very interesting i felt i guess it just goes back to the start of his career when he was coming up and creating all this crazy shit that he did and he can do that again so 
And yeah, I, I definitely I respect Chris Jericho one hell of a lot. I think he is. He he was right in summing himself up as as a certain as a certain breed and generation of wrestler. Um, so and I think he's 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 definitely kind of cemented himself in history not only with that podcast but with his career. So um, yeah, it was a great retrospective, um, and I don't think he'll need to appear on the show again. Um, Unless something big happens, which with Chris Jericho you never fucking know. You know, this time next month he might be lighting up ROH for no reason. <laughs> you know, Chris Jericho is a bloke who can do anything, right? Yeah, yes. Um, yes, he is. So moving, moving so on. Back to WrestleMania. Indeed, indeed. Um, Nigerian drum fight. Um, this was Apollo Crews, Big E. Nigerian drum fight for WWE Intercontinental Championship. Now, considering that this only got six minutes and fifty seconds, this is one of those situations they where came out they really did come out swimming, swinging, and that was really good. I believe it. There was a bit of there was a bit of business outside the ring before it started as well to kind of extend the feel of the match a bit. Is that correct? Or am I thinking of a different match? Uh, yeah. No, Biggie started with a kendo stick, wearing out the ripped crews before sending him into crashing into the drums at the ringside. So yeah, that's where the drums came in. Yeah, and I mean, the only times the drums were used. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that like they they pretty much they said Nigerian drum fight would sound really really good. Let's go with this, um, and then they forgot that Hot there's not match. very much you can do with Nigerian drums, right? Like, Apart from throwing someone into them, so yeah, yeah, there was no. Th- that's the funny thing. It, it, it struck me as the idea came before the match. Like, you know, what's Nigeria famous for? Drums. All right, let's put a, have a Nigerian drum match. Sorry, Nigerian drum match. His own match. Who's gonna win? Yeah, it's pretty obvious. It was pretty Who's obvious. Been building really last for the last month. Yeah, Apollo Crews. I mean, it's pretty obvious, but at the same time. What was, what was the fucking point? Just have a hardcore great match. Great showing, yeah. It was a hardcore match. Great showing yeah. by both of them. Very disappointed about Dabby Cote running with his new name. Forgotten his name. The guy from Raw Underground. So now he's back into the picture, but he's with Polly Cruz now. So he's got a big man beside him. So you still, so you've got like an AJ Styles, Omos kind of thing going on, but while on Raw and on SmackDown. So yeah, think of new stuff. WWE. Think of new stuff. Yeah, there is kind of a heat, a hype man thing going off. Um, Commander Aziz, um, as he is known, which is played by um, Babatunde Ayagabusi, um, who, as we know, was um, Daba, was Daba, Kota, Daba Kato, yes, and he was indeed um, an offensive tackle um, in NFL, somewhere in NFL. Minnesota Vikings um, also had played football played... Yes. and basketball. Yes, NFL, um Minnesota Vikings, but also um other things as well. Dresden Monarchs, um Polish American Football League. I mean he's he's done quite a bit there. Um and then he's he's like one of those people I think he's got the look. WWE have wanted to insert him for quite a while, quite a while. He was Dab- Dabakato. Um before then he was um 
It was accompanying Leo Rush to the ring for NXT live events until Rush was called up to the main roster um, as part of 205 Live. Um, this is back in September of 2016. Other than that, he's not made many appearances other than being one of the guys of um, one of the guys on Raw Underground. Um, and in the 2020 draft, um, he was drafted to the Raw band, but he only existed really on paper at that point. And now he's now he's now everyone's pretending that that didn't happen, and that he is he is commander. I mean, Isaac never happened. So. Well, exactly, exactly. He's commander Aziz, you know, just some Nigerian Nigerian kind of dude who's like a commander, I guess. Did we get any gimmick from him? Apart from the commander bit, no, not no. really. No, not really. He looks like basically if Kurgan and Craig Charles had a baby at the moment. <laughs> Kurgan and Craig Charles. Yeah. You mean Craig Charles from Red Dwarf? Yeah, 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 Mr. Lister. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah I get yeah. it. Works quite well. Yeah, <laughs> I get jokes. Um, Rhea Ripley and Asuka <laughs> in a singles match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Thoughts on this, Jay? Well, they saw the one from the night before, so they thought they're going to have to kick it up a gear. Um, it wasn't as good, um, but it did flow quite well. Mm. It's a shame that Oscar did lose at WrestleMania yet again. I mean, Ripley came into this with absolutely fuck all momentum. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, she really and did. And WrestleMania title. Um, like, it's almost like... She was on TV for about a month or two, comes into Raw, plays her into a tag match with Oscar. Uh, just to attack Oscar to build up the match after she agreed to it and then it's WrestleMania we go and it's just like well I mean yeah no she she, she does deserve the title but not right now at least build her up on Raw first well yeah I mean it's almost like they're pretty much um, it's almost like they're pretty much just kind of working on the back of her work at the Royal Rumble effectively right Um, I mean Oh, and also Survivor Series from two mm. years ago. Yeah, um, it's like they're trying to pick up where they ago. left off, um, which is fine. But then don't don't bury her effectively on your interim TV. Right, it's not that hard. Um, all in all, though, wasn't a bad match. Um, in fact, it was one of the better matches of the weekend as far as I was concerned it wasn't great but it was a good match Um, the only real problem was as often happens with Rhea Ripley is that she was outshined by the phenomenal booking around Bianca Belair um, who is really the only contemporary to compare her to at the moment Um, did some fairly good work with yeah in the game a lot longer but she she the styles are fairly different because obviously she's a much bigger wrestler than Bianca Belair. Um, mm. So obviously she's got more of the big person kind of style moves. But their contrast, if Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley would have a match now, would be quite interesting. Yeah, very much so. Um, her theme music is um, is pretty fantastic, and that oh, was put sorry. together quite nicely. Um, however, the performance that we got, the live performance that we got, was not so great. Um, it was a bit, uh, an interesting mixture of lip syncing, karaoke, and dubbing, um, and didn't come across too well. But 
all in all, I think most of that was just bad sound um, editing. You are right, though. I think the Rhea Ripley story is pretty much going to be Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, two rising stars eventually clash. And I think that is that is the interesting story there. Potentially a clash of champions. I, I will be willing to quite happily sit through a title reign with both of these women um for that length of time so that when we do get to when we do get to September, when we do get to Clash of Champions, that is that is something worth looking forward to, definitely. Um I I am hoping that they hold on to the belts for that long. Um however, probably not gonna happen. Charlotte is back in the picture. Um, she decided to turn up to Raw and bitch about the fact that she wasn't at WrestleMania. Um, and attack them on their rematch. So WrestleMania Backlash will be a triple threat match. Cool. Charlotte's going to win that. Should have. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I reckon I she's going to win. There'll be some kind of shenanigans. Mm. Well, I don't think she'll take the pit. I think it will be Rhea Ripley pitting Oscar again, but which would then lead to a Rhea Ripley Charlotte feud again, which I don't want. Yeah, I can understand why you wouldn't want that because it was boring the first time. Yeah, very much so. I just wish they'd sort their shit out with this Charlotte situation. What else can she do at this stage? If she's that big a draw. Why does she need a belt? Because she's a flare. And she needs to uh, get 17. And that's it. That's Yeah, that's her character, I suppose, is the fact that she's a flare and a flare needs a belt. Mm. It's a shame. It's a shame because I don't know where else they're going to go with Charlotte other than her being like a 30-time woman's champion. Like, I mean, I'm talking end of her career. At what point does Charlotte Flair stop? How many has she got now? Um, I think she's a 16-time champion. Really? Already? Pretty much, yeah. Charlotte Flair. Um, so she's 35 years old. She has let's have a look belts belts women's championship twice divas championship once royal women's championship four times smackdown's women's championship um five times okay 12 um yeah so it's 12 at the moment actually Will she have a face left by the time she gets there? I fucking hope so, because at the moment she looks like a reanimated puppet of herself. I mean, I don't really want to, but seriously, guys. Look at that. What is with that smile? I mean, I don't mean to, I don't mean to face shame someone, but... Sorry, Charlotte, that is not a good Wikipedia picture. It's like a face looking a face. <laughs> it really does. It looks like looks like the top half is taken from a different picture from the bottom half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are just catty. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm no I'm no 
pretty picture myself, right? So, yeah, you know. We've, we've got plenty of love for you, Charlotte, but seriously, that is that is, that is definitely... I don't think plastic surgery is the way. What did you say? I don't think plastic surgery is the way. I don't think it is either. Um, so, yeah. And that's that's really that, other than... The Gargano way. Oh, that was funny. You're funny. It's so funny. Um, it's not funny. And that was that match. Do you think it was a good match? Um, where, where where now for Asuka? Charlotte Flair's face. <laughs> <laughs> where now for Asuka? Do you think? Yeah, no, it was good. It was it was wasn't as good as Bianca versus Banks, but it was it was good. I liked it. It, it was, was on right. TV. It was on to yeah yeah, and that's the thing. It was an all right match. Um, I enjoyed Rhea Ripley. Um, I'd be interested to see where this goes. Um, I would like to see Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair um, in a unification match. I think they're good enough to carry that. Um, I don't think it's ever going to happen because one of them or both of them, probably Rhea Ripley, is going to drop the title before then. Um, but I would, I would really look look forward to that. Um, but. Yeah, like a like a lovely bit of shenanigans there. Um, oh, we're about to talk about the main event here on JFabe. Um, so before we do, quickly going to remind you that my name is Rich. I am at not a time duke. I am Schmup yours on Twitch. I do podcasts. I do I do all sorts. Um, I don't do podcasting. I do podcasting here. Um, I do I do um, shmups over there. Um, Jay is at I am not a robot. Um, he is good fun. I am not a robot. He is not a robot. At I am not a robot. The O's are replaced with zeros. Um, we're here on Jfabe. Jfabe is a. Or is he a know. robot? We don't know. He never knows. He, do, he just doesn't keep track. Um, there's lots of stuff going off. Um, and of course, Jfabe is available on Twitch TV forward slash jfabe wrestling podcast it's also available on youtube um we also have an anchor anchor.fm forward slash jfabe and yes you 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 were you were many different things jay and then you weren't so lots of interesting things (laughs) going off there um so now of course it's time for our main event Hey Jay, how are we doing? Just thought I'd post Rich. Just thought I'd post Rich and join you for the main event. Yeah, thought I'd join the main event. What did you say? The guy on the stick again. You know, the sick. Oh yeah, no, he's he's definitely um he's definitely come down with ill. So Rich is just on push. Yep, yep, yep. Excellent. So I'm here on my pirate ship. Got a pirate ship. Got the hat going off. Yeah, got a hat going off. I'm, yeah. I'm a pirate. Yeah. I'm a pirate. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I'm just here on my ship. It's called the Suplex Machine Two, because because my 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 other ship is 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 a spaceship, because I'm usually a time duke. But today I'm a pirate. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm gonna call it the Tattoo Witch. No? The the word show? 
The Taz Mission Bitch. The Taz Mission Bitch. I mean, that's one of my favorite moves, so perhaps. Can you guess where I'm ducked, Jay? Guess where I'm ducked. Is it Florida? It is Florida. That's exactly where I am. So you win. Jay left Florida, everybody. Okay, we're done where the fuck is Taz. Let's talk about... Roman Reigns with Edge and Daniel Bryan. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch this, um, but I, I I went back in time and went to see it. And ooh, you got, got you, one. yay! Exactly, exactly. I don't know what's going on with the text there. Um, the text over your name looks like somebody really edited this in a this in a quick quick kind of moment. So yeah, you got you got you got your name appearing twice on the text. And you have to turn to my editing guy. Yeah, no, I like it, mate. It's alright. Okay, that's cool, that's cool. Okay, so, we've done all of our intros. We've done all our intros. I'm going to be seeing you out today. Um, just because I thought I'd join you. I mean, it's WrestleMania. Why wouldn't I join you? Of course I'm going to join you, Jay. So, Roman Reigns, Jay Uso, Paul Heyman, versus Edge, Daniel Bryan, in a triple threat match for WWE, Universal Title. Jay, where do you fetch? Best match on the card for the second night, clearly. Yeah, I'd really like to say that Roman Reigns sucks, but he really doesn't as a, as a hero. Like, he's just really, really good. Isn't he? He's tearing it up, I'm surprised. He actually got booed, though, or was that just crowd noise? Because I felt like the crowd were actually booing him. But the crowd were booing him because he's a heel. I mean, I'd be cheering him at this point. Yeah, I think that I think that what you're getting is you're getting kind of now you're getting a slightly kind of male pop. Do you know like do you know like when Ashley was starting to bubble under, or when I was a heel, and like my steadfast loving fans were just like. We're going to cheer him anyway because it's Taz and Rupi do he's awesome. Do you remember that? Do you remember that, Jay? was a thing. I do. I do. was a thing. Yeah, so he's getting was a lot of... Was that after you went through the ramp of Bam Bam Bigelow? Is that, is that what happened? Oh, my God. You, you took, they stole my spot. Did you see? They stole my spot. Yes. I yes. stand and yeah. deliver. They totally stole my spot. Um, like, I was almost angry, but then... I was kind of like hungry, and then I decided to um, use my time machine to travel back to it's Woolworths and get 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 a pick and mix. <laughs> no, I'm I'm on the Woolworths. Yeah, I'm on the Woolworths pick and mix diet now. So yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. I'm fine, Jay. It's pure sugar. Really, really good. So, Got a time okay. machine. It works. It works. I'm. Yeah, yeah, it it really is. It really is. I mean, it's not like, it's not like my time machine broke or anything, and I am I am stuck, um, going between like 1988, um, and now, which is the end of the universe, and those are the only two times I can go to. So I've kind of got addicted to Woolworths Pick and Mix. It's nothing like that. That's not what's happening. It's oh, just like when you know, I, yeah, everything's still perfect here. Perfect. Everything. Oh, awesome, awesome! You enjoying you enjoying it? Oh, that's so good! I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy you finally found finally found what you needed, Jay. I'm I'm so pleased. 
it's 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 us. I was so worried after after what happened in the Jay Faber Mexico episode, and you and you and you and you got shot by um, by Jacob Fabian. I'm I'm just so happy that 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 that's now a thing in the past, and it was just a storyline, and and you're not you you're not dying 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 anymore. <laughs> okay, um, Ro- Ro- Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns versus Edge and Daniel Bryan. Um, what were your favorite spots in this match, Jay? Oh, Randy, I'm a pirate. <laughs> <sighs> okay, show you just a second. Compose yourself. All right, there, Tans. Yeah, everything's fine. Sure, what did you think to this match? What were your favourite spats, Jay? Right. Really enjoyed the spare out of nowhere that normal saw coming off the stairs. That was good. Yeah, that um, was I like good. Jay, Jay was involved as well at the start. You figured it was going to be a quick match, but no, it went on forever. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Jay Uso. Jay yeah, Uso is really quite something. What happened to the Kicking other Uso? Weren't there like two of them, or have they just combined? No, they don't. Need they just don't need him. No, they, they they can't combine people in this universe. So oh, he's just on the sidelines right now. He's injured. That that that's you can't combine people. That's weird. What do they do when they want to like make a make a clone? Like that time, like that time where I became Tessie the Body Venture. Tessie the Body Ven- Tessie the Body Venture as. Oh, it was like season twenty eight. All right. Okay. Yeah. We totally haven't got there yet. Oh. Oh God. Oh, it happened so young. Sorry, sorry. Um, yeah. So Roman Reigns, um, Edge and Daniel Bryan. Right. What were your thoughts about Daniel Bryan? I mean, was he? Because I kind of like the a whole. Um, yeah, I kind of like the all symmetry three of them. Really, met well together with their with their styles. Even though two of them had spear and the colliding thing which was okay um, but I really enjoyed the um, cross face with the label lock on yeah. the reins that was pretty cool I really liked the symmetry at one point you thought you made me uh, like a double symmetry yeah I, I well I really liked the symmetry yeah. in the storytelling at any given point any, any three of them could actually win as well that was pretty cool yeah, definitely, um, and that was that was kind of cool as well because any three of them could have won. But I think I really like the symmetry here. Of you have Edge who obviously retired for his neck problems, then came back. You have Brown and Brian who did exactly the same thing three years same time. Thing. You have Roman Reigns who both of these, Leukemia. well, yeah, and both Edge and Daniel Bryan have both occupied the same spot that he is now in like both of them have so you've got a nice kind of three-way symmetry going on there and then to add to that you've got the dichotomy above edge and roman reigns sharing spear and roman reigns and daniel bryan have primarily strike based finishing moves or strike based signature moves um so 
there is a lot of symmetry going on there in regards to position in the company as well as billing within the company as well as as well as obviously the different injuries that they've had and sustained over time i thought that this story was really good and really well told because you had these three men who were effectively the same person at different points in their life um telling this story or at different points in a similar journey at least and i thought i thought that was really really quite poetic um and yeah really liked it where did you find time to watch this taz um it's really weird but like i've i found i've had a lot of time recently like like a lot of time to reflect and watch um everything that ever happened um just ever um in the whole universe ever like yeah yeah i've got a lot of time on my hands you know because obviously i'm managing everything and making sure that everything works so well for you and and it just it just all comes together quite nicely you know and just making sure that you're okay because you gotta be okay jay you gotta be okay you're gonna get through this this perfection Mm. so right. how many stars would you give it it was okay, like 21 so minutes and 30 seconds right um what what yeah you don't die jay you don't die you'd never die how many stars would i give this uh well yeah okay on the dave Meltzer scale um i would place this in. I would give it a nine out of five. Nine, nine, out, nine out of five. five. Nine out of five. Yeah, no, I remember. I remember How there were various, it, various matches. I've got nine out of five in the past, of course. Um, you may remember the match between, for instance, um, the cryogenically frozen body of the Undertaker coming back to life, and of course, um, Shigarth. That was a classic. Um, WrestleMania three hundred. Um and of course son of 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 John Cena. Um that time that he decided to fight a clone of King Kong. That was also a nine star match on the Dave Meltzer scale. So all in all, yeah, no, great matches. Great matches. Yeah, totally you remember those ones. I've totally been to the future. <laughs> you've been to the future you were there you were there um you will remember them um, yeah you remember them okay okay so that's the end of the show unless you've got anything else to say jay where the fuck is rich no we're not doing another where the fuck is game that's a, i've got i've got a lock on that i got a lock on that but i'm going to guess delaware gonna guess Delaware well, well that's that mystery that that's that mystery solved it's a mystery that's solved where's the music we could we gotta go find the music gotta find the music um do you know where the music oh there's some music that'll do that'll do something something uplifting um gonna find something uplifting just gonna wait for 
Just gonna wait for YouTube to find something uplifting for me. So, well, it does it. No, no, everything's gonna be fine, Jay. Everything's gonna be fine. Rich is cool. It's not that he's run out of charge. It's not that there's a limited amount of energy, so I can only put, I can only switch, switch certain things on at certain times of the day. It's nothing like that. There's plenty of energy. We're not running out of anything. Nobody's, nobody's losing anything. It's all very, very good. And on that note. I'm just going to say that you need to subscribe to us on anchor.fm forward slash jfabe. What you also need to do is get in contact with Jay. He is at, at I am not a robot on Twitter. The O's are replaced with zeros. I myself am at TimeDrupTaz. You can contact Rich. Rich is available at... I can't remember where he is. Jay, I can't hear you anymore. Your microphone seems to have stopped. Jay? Oh, I'm still here. Oh, there, there he is. There's My Jay. White. Oh. I mean, it's perfect there, is it not? You know? Yeah, yeah. Nothing there Nothing to bother you? Here. Okay. Okay, that's no, good. No, nothing. Thank you guys for joining us here on JFabe on Twitch TV. Jay is, of course, contactable at his Twitter. I am contactable here. Rich occasionally comes alive, and he likes to talk to you on his Twitter. That is at... It comes alive. Excellent. Well, it's like life. It's like life. It's as close to life as we can well, get okay. now. I am not a robot, and the robot has a zeros in it, but not in not. Indeed. Not a time juke. That's rich. And of course, you can catch us on YouTube. Next week, we are going to be back talking about AEW. Rich may appear for that. We may see if we can get anybody else's chips out of the old recycle bin at the back of the um, at the back of the ship. We've got a little recycling place that's going to sort it all out and give us some new personalities to play with. Jay would really love them in the endless white void that he exists in now. Um, yeah, it's okay. I keep programming experiences into him. And it works really, really well. We're glad you joined us for this WrestleMania weekend. This has been JFabe. I'm Tandrew Tess. He's Jay. I'm definitely Jay. He's definitely Jay. He is definitely Jay. Uh, I'm not dead. And Bye, I'm, everybody. I'm Bye. I'm sure alone. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. everybody. Bye, bye Tess. Bye. 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 Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 We're so happy. <laughs>